Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What's going on, Raider Nation? Micah here, bringing you once again another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast because it might be the off-season, but there is no off-season for those of us who pod. I am obviously not alone. Tyler, my man, how are you doing? I'm doing better. Uh, Family is just always sick, man. Just tired of illness. I'm ready for some warmth to warm my bones. There you go. There you go. Now you're down. Uh, you're down there in the uh, uh, New Mexico area there. So it's not warm down there this time of year, huh? No, it snowed today. Like we had probably an inch of snow today. So it doesn't stick around long, but it sure is biting cold down here. Dang, dang. Well, I tell you, what, we've been getting the uh, flurries as well. It's forced me to stay inside a little bit more. And I don't know about you. Since I've had to be inside, I checked out that uh, AAF Football League. And I got to tell you, I was pleasantly surprised about that. Did, were you able to tune into any of that uh, that opening? I think it was, what, a couple nights ago? Yeah, I didn't watch any of the opening games, but I watched the closing game last night, uh, the Arizona Hotshots versus the Salt Lake City Stallions, and I uh, have adopted the Stallions. I know most of Raider Nation has gone with the uh, Birmingham Iron, I believe is their name, because they're black and silver, so um, I'm probably out alone in the cold cheering for the Stallions, but hey, they're three hours away from where I grew up, and I got to support the home teams in some capacity, Boise State, and now the uh, the Lions, so, that or Stallions, not Lions, sorry. Anyway, Very Stallions, nice. um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was enjoyable until they got their butts kicked, and then it <laughs> uh, wasn't so enjoyable, but some, some oddly familiar names uh, on the Stallions, at least. And uh, Brandon Oliver, uh, he he was with the Chargers and yep. then got injured. And then uh, Matt Asiata is another is another name. He was with the Vikings for a few years. And then um, a couple people on the hot shots. Uh, Kalen Burnett, who used to be a, a linebacker with us a couple years ago, back in the day with MJD and... Uh, yeah, just Raheem Moore of the formerly of the Broncos was out there. So yeah, some big names, and uh, hopefully some of them get another shot. Yeah, that was awesome. And you tell you, it was weird watching football in the springtime. That was that. That's well, of course we're not technically into spring, but you know after the Super Bowl, it was throwing me off a little bit. I gotta say too, much more enjoyable than the Pro Bowl. So you know if we want to adopt some form or fashion of that, you know, kind of play. Um, you know, instead of the old Pro Bowl, that wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. But uh, it's something to fill the void while we're waiting for the free agency, absolutely, yeah, and the draft to ramp up. 
Speaking of which, man, you got some shout-outs for Raider Nation this week. As obviously, the podcast is growing. We've been through our first season already. It's been a fantastic season, I might add, if I do say so myself. And uh, so, Tyler, who you got this week for shout-outs? Yeah, it's been fantastic here on the podcast. Maybe not so much on the field, but uh, on the on the podcast, it's been great. This week, we have 17 new shout-outs. Uh, Jay at uh, um he's from salt city silver and black he's the vice president uh, you can find him on twitter j at scsb underscore vp underscore j morse nick ingberg tommy at uh, tmo 52 underscore randy the northwest raider the mad stork has a posse juan herrera uh Oak LA Vegas Raider, Midwest Raider, Raider Princess VA, Kenny King Jr. Uh, find him at Kenny K- K- New Kung Fu Kenny. He is with the uh, Raider Cody Pod. Sorry about that, Kung Fu Kenny. Uh, I butchered your name. At New Kung Fu Kenny. There we go. Hopefully I made it up to you, bud. Uh, Carlos Hernandez, R E K Che. From over at the uh, Pillaging Podcast, uh, Rod Rodriguez and Ghost Raider. Also, shout out to Kalen uh, Burnett, who retweeted one of our tweets this week. Uh, I saw him make a play, tweeted his name, and uh, he retweeted that. We always we always enjoy when a former Raider or current Raider retweets one of our tweets. So, uh, thank you to all of you guys. And uh, those are the shout-outs this week. So thanks for following along. We enjoy making these uh, and enjoy everybody's input on Twitter or Facebook, wherever you may be. And uh, keep the comments coming. We enjoy the interaction. Absolutely. And if you want to get in on the podcast, give us a call. 208-557-9771. Give us a call. Leave us a voice, man. We've had several guests already this week, several uh, several callers throughout this past year, and it's been a lot of fun. So we'd love to get the Raider Nation in on the podcast. We love hearing your thoughts on the draft, on free agency. We've got a few people coming in this week, including this episode. We're going to get in on the draft, get in on their thoughts on free agency, what what they expect to see this offseason since Gosh, dude, we're, we're four weeks, I think, straight up till free agency at this point. So it's right around the corner. Speaking of this week, Tyler, who do we got for the Raider Nation on the pod this week? This week we are joined by none other than Christopher Engelage. Uh, he goes by Chris. You can find him on Twitter, at Sports with Chris. He is a writer and editor at the Raider Ramble. He also is a writer for uh, the Broncos Wire, um, and he is a broadcaster at William and Jessup University. He does basketball, so we kind of, I've got to bring my A game tonight, not be uh, not be like a Debbie Downer sounder, <laughs> sounding Debbie Downer. I don't know what I'm trying to say. i got to bring my A game, sound like a sportscaster, and uh, hopefully we, I, I think we're going to have some fun with Chris. We're going to do a new segment uh, that has yet to be done on this show with Chris, and uh, you'll want to stick around for that. Awesome, awesome. Well, and I, not often do we invite 
people, you know, the enemies into our territory. But you no, know what? No, we do not. It, but it's the... off season, so you know, to get a little bit deeper insight, you know, into what's going on in the division, I think this is a a heady move by us, if I do say so myself. So, Tyler, man, yes. let's get this and, thing uh, rolling. The, the funny thing is, is he's a Raiders fan, uh, but he writes. He he does both. He he covers the Raiders for the Raider Ramble, and he covers the Broncos for Bronco Wire. So maybe it's like getting a spy into the enemy territory. Awesome. Well, dude, I'm excited for this. So without further ado, let's get Chris in here, and let's get this interview rocking and rolling. All right. Raider Nation, we are excited to have Chris English with us today to talk a little, not only Raider football, but a little Denver Bronco as, as well. Chris, man, how are you doing? It's been a long time. What you been up to these days? Well, I uh, just finished college. and Well, first off, thank you guys for having me on. Really appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. Always fun to talk a uh, little Raiders, even Broncos football here and there. It's always <laughs> great. Um, but I just finished up college in December, got my uh, bachelor's in English. Um, nice. So just Keeping busy doing a lot of broadcasting with Jessup Athletic, writing for the Raider Ramble, editing for them, and then recently hopped on board over at the Broncos Wire. Now, what brought that on? I got to ask because obviously, I mean, you're you're silver and black through the veins, but to hop, hop on the Broncos Wire, man, I mean, is that what 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 brought that decision on? Because I'm um, obviously Raider Nation's going to ask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I got a lot of uh, close family friends that are, are Bronco fans. I got a really good friend of mine. Uh, he's actually playing NAIA level football right now. Went to high school with him. He, his name's Aaron Golmitz. He's a big time Broncos fan. And him and I are always talking Broncos football. And then one day it hit me. I said, you know, I'm talking enough Broncos football with people. I may as well start writing about this team. And then I uh, sent some messages out, got connected, and I'm back with the USA Today Sports Media Group. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. That is awesome. So you're kind of dipping in. You got like a foot in both camps, basically. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm out there in a in in a enemy territory, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, dude, I gotta ask you first because I think this has been the biggest question. Normally, we lead off with some Raider news, but I'm gonna go Bronco first. Yep. And and we we saw a lot of rumblings with this, especially with kind of the underperformance of what happened, you know, for the Broncos mm-hmm. in 2018. And some of the biggest news has been surrounding Vaughn Miller. Can you give us any insight into what you think's going on there? Do you think there is a chance that Elway moves on from such, I mean, such an esteemed defensive end? Do you think that, do you think that's a possibility? Personally, if if you're asking me, yeah, I think chance Vaughn Miller's traded. Um, wow, a lot of and. and of course, people said that same thing about Khalil Mack and the Raiders. Oh, there's no way in heck the Raiders move on from him. And then sure enough, we all wake up one morning, he's on the Chicago Bears. Right. And so who knows? It could be the same situation in Denver with Von Miller, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, what originally happened that, that sparked everything was John Elway came out and made some comments, and those comments were taken completely out of context. And people immediately speculated, oh, he's, it's, an, it's a fire cell. He's, he can, he's can sell everybody. And, of course, then when you hear that, you're like, okay, who's their best player? Who's their best trading asset? That'd be Von Miller. Well, then I think it was the next day Elway came out and some – I forget who it was. Someone was interviewing him, and he said, no, we're we're not trading Von Miller. Um, So when he came out and said that, I'm leaning towards Elway telling the truth there. But, I mean, we've seen people say they're not going to trade someone. They're going to do whatever they can to keep (laughs) them, and they're gone. So I'm I'm taking Elway from what it's worth. familiar. 
Exactly. I knew Raider Nation was going to resonate with that one. <laughs> okay. Because that was one of the things, you know, like I said, we, you know, Raider Nation, there's like, no, there's no way Mac's gone. You know, there's that we'd be idiots to let Mac go. You know, yep, we heard that exactly. talk. And so I kind of get the same feeling because, you know, Von Miller just, I feel like the Broncos for a couple of years now have just been kind of hovering around mediocrity, obviously less than that this year. And so yeah, I, yeah. I, it, it almost feels like they're ready to kind of break everything down and just kind of start from the ground up. Do you see yeah, that yeah. happening in the offseason? Potentially. It's one of those things that wouldn't shock me. I mean, they've had their Super Bowl runs with Miller and company and all that. The no-fly right. zone, I, they're non-existent. Uh, I saw an article that labeled them the frequent flyer zone. Um, <laughs> I've written an that. article on that as well. So, you know, uh, it, it wouldn't shock me if they kind of just kind of self-destructed, if you will, and just open fire cell. Right, right. So what do you see then going on with their first pick in the draft? What what have you seen? What, what are needs for them? Obviously, I, they kind of remind me of Oakland right now. There are heavy needs on both sides of the ball. What What's a name that you see bantered around a lot for them in the first round? It, it's really, it's one of those things that's hard to zero in on someone specific because like you said, they there's a lot of similarities to what's going on with the Raiders. You, you could look at it a few different ways. You could, you could go, okay, are we going to draft the best player available, which is what I think they should do, or are we going to zero in on a specific position and try to just hammer that down? And I think obviously every great team, if you're going to start there, start with the quarterback position. But this is one of those drafts where it's kind of hard to look at, okay, who is our guy? Is it Kyler Murray now that he's entering the draft? Will he be there at 10? Little things like that, you don't really know. Um, so I think when it comes down to it, I think they're just going to take the best player available. And if that's someone on defense, who knows? Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to watch both Oakland and Denver, you know, kind of sliding down there towards the bottom of the division. Well, you know, it's it kind of rolls reverse this these past few years. So it's going to be interesting to see both teams take on how they're going to, you know, how they're going to try to climb back up. Yeah, because you, up, guys, up until... Yeah, up until the latter half of the season, the Broncos were not just competitive. They were a very respectable team. They were 6-6. and They were off of a three-game win streak, and then they lost their last four games of the season. And a lot of that was to do with injuries. Uh, uh, Leary, uh, Paradis, and uh, Garcia all on their offensive line all hurt within a month of each other. So, And that's part of the reason, too, that affected Case Keenum's numbers this year because his his stat production was way off of what he was in 2017. And... He had the revolving door of guys of offensive linemen protecting him. Emmanuel Sanders misses four games in a row, or the last four games of the season. Second season in a row, he's missed that much time. And when when you're throwing, when your number one receiver the last quarter of the season is your rookie second round draft pick, it's it's hard to have right. sustained success. Now that was Sutton, correct? Uh, yeah, Sutton became their number one once Sanders got hurt. Yeah, I got that dude's that dude can ball. You know, I had seen a lot yeah. of rumors in the offseason. People, Denver Broncos, they were excited about him. Boy, when he came on, he seems like the real deal. That I think mm-hmm. Denver's got a real piece there for a long time at the wide receiver position. So exactly. that's pretty exactly. Yeah, and honestly, it's one of those things in years to come. That's a matchup I'm going to love to watch is Garyon Conley matching up on a guy like Cortland Sutton. I, right. And I get to write about yes. both sides of it, so I'll, I'll have some fun covering that matchup. And with Sutton, real quick, when you look at his numbers, his targets actually sparked up a little bit once Sanders was hurt. So the way, if you look at it statistically, in the first four games, second four games, in terms like that, first quarter of the season, he had 20 targets, then it dipped down to 17, then to 22, and then 
once Sanders was officially ruled out after tearing his uh, the torn Achilles, it sparked up. He had a, uh, uh, out of the stretch of four games, uh, season high twenty five targets during that stretch. Had fourteen catches, better than any other stretch. Put up one hundred and forty six yards and had a touchdown. So his wow. production definitely peaked when Sanders was out. That's awesome. That's awesome. Tyler, Chris, go for you it. Men- you mentioned a name that's interesting to me, <clears throat> and that's the the quarterback position with mm-hmm. Case Keenum. Do you feel what what is the buzz around Case Keenum? Do they feel like he kind of like we do with Derek Carr, give him another year in the system, let him get his mm-hmm. his feet underneath him, or is it kind of like a because what I would love to do as a division rival is fleece them into thinking we're taking Kyler Murray, they move up and trade, and then we, you know, we don't look like idiots anymore in the trading Mm -hmm. column. That's what I would like to see as a fan of the Raiders. What is the buzz around Case Keenum at this time? It's very similar, like you said, to the whole Derek Carr thing. I think a lot of it, too, and I feel the same way about Carr, is it's really hard to to pinpoint your judgment based off of what we saw last season, both for a myriad of different reasons for each of them. We could touch on Carr in a minute, but to, to focus on Keenum, I mentioned that revolving door out offensive line. He had not just the injury to Sanders, but he had two of his pass catching tight ends also go down with injury. So there was just a whole lot of moving pieces for him there. And when you look at his stats, 29th in QBR, 31st in uh, yards per attempt, he was 30th, 15 interceptions. 23rd with only 18 touchdowns so his his numbers were really all over the place especially when you compare him to that successful year he had with uh, Minnesota in 2017 and so I think with all of that factored in and honestly poor coaching what they had last season as well I I think you do give the guy one more year especially given that in my opinion this is a weaker QB draft class however Kyler Murray's now declared and he's he's the wild card man I don't know what to expect out of that guy like is he going to yep, be another yep. Doug Flutie or is he going to be the next Russell Wilson? So it's yeah, kind of like pick your yeah. poison with that. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Raiders try to finesse a draft pick out of the Broncos and have them move up and, you know, who knows what the Raiders could get out of that. But right, it's, a, yeah, that it's definitely be... an interesting situation in Denver. Well, and you, you mentioned, too, that, uh, that Paratus is out um, and – and the two, you know, the revolving doors at the guard situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paratus is a free agent this year. Is, is that correct? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, he's on the market. So it, it's also, too, like, are they going to bring guys like that back? And even on the right. defensive end for them, they've got Shaquille Barrett and Shane Ray, both guys that are 26 years old, coming off of the edge. They're also free agents. Uh, Pecco, their big D tackle, he's older, he's 34. Are they going to bring a guy like that back? So he's they also have a- with the Raiders. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that completely. <laughs> it's one of those come to come to the dark side. <laughs> Dude, I want to ask you about your young running back, Lindsey. Obviously, he had sustained that injury late in the year. He was a big running for a offensive player, a rookie offensive player of the year, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Is that correct? Yeah, he yeah, is what? a freak. I, I, yeah. Just as a football fan. Because we all know, obviously, I have my Raider bias. I grew up a Raider fan, but I cover both teams. I'm right. able to see things objectively. And I'll tell you what, that guy is something else. He is just, he, it's one of those, I don't get how a guy like that could slip past all of these so-called experts, not just the guys I'm talking on ESPN, NFL Network. I'm talking the guys that, that are actually calling the shots for these NFL teams. How right. did it take beyond seven rounds for someone to say, hey, maybe we should go sign this guy? 
Yeah, and that's that's one of those things. To me, I'm watching this guy, and he's just maddening to watch when he's playing against your team because you give him any kind of space, and it's almost game over. Yeah, uh, and, and it's incredible. Now, tell us a little bit though about the injury he, he sustained. What does that look like? Is he? What's that timetable? Do you have any info on that? Is he going to be pretty? Is he going to be ready to rock and roll in 2019? I, as far as I know, I think he's going to be ready to go in 2019. And it's one of those, not just the Raiders, but whoever he's going up against, they got to be prepared. Because if you ask me, I think he was a little bit underutilized in Denver last season. Uh-huh. Only 192 carries, still over 1,000 yards rushing. He only caught 35 passes. So I'm expecting more carries, more receptions. I think the Broncos are really going to make this guy a workhorse running back next season. That's going to be pretty epic to watch. Because like it I said, that's... Watching. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Micah. No, Tyler, go for it, because you're going to tell him exactly what I'm thinking. Well, it sucked watching him play against Boise State, because he was at Colorado State, right? He was yeah, Ram. Yep, yeah. And it yep. sucked watching him gash Boise State, because I'm a Boise State fan. I live in New Mexico. I'm from Idaho. But but Micah and I are, are both Raiders fans and, and Boise State Broncos fans, and it's maddening to watch the guy gash the Broncos and then go – to the Broncos and gash us. It, right. it just hurts like twice. Yeah, yeah, he's that. We can't, we can't get University away from it. Of Colorado. So like for a guy like that too, how special is that to go from University of Colorado and then you don't even have to move. You just go straight to the, the local NFL team. So it's quite the story. Yeah, that's it pretty is, epic. That's pretty epic. Now I want to ask you because – you know, for a long time, dude, like the big thing for Denver was their defense. And that was kind of their claim to fame. And obviously what helped, I mean, that defense basically took Peyton Manning on its back and ran him. Oh, into oh the yeah. Super Bowl. Manning, you know? Manning didn't win the Super Bowl. Right? No. Yeah, let's get that clear. Up. That was, was all Von was, Miller. Yeah, he was on for, along for the ride, which is, I, you know, it almost feels disrespectful to say of a guy like yeah. Peyton Manning. But it's it's totally the truth. What do you, what what needs to happen with the Bronco defense? Because if I'm not mistaken, it fell off quite a bit in 2018, correct? Yeah, yeah, it did. They were uh, over on in terms of total defense. They were number 23 in the entire NFL last year, so not great, but not not terrible either. But definitely room for improvement. And and I'm sure we'll get to this in a second. But that Vic Vangio hire, I think that that's going to spell trouble in the AFC West because. If you look at his overall track record and what he's able to do in the quick term with his defenses, the dude's phenomenal. He's got over 19 years of experience at the NFL defensive coordinator position and running defenses in the NFL. And when you look at that, he's had, I got it written down here, top 10 total defense eight different times, top five defense, total defense five times, and then same exact numbers in terms of scoring defense. He's done that eight different times in the top 10, and he's also been in the top five, five different times. And these turnarounds, when he jumped ship to different teams, they're not just like a progressive, oh, four years later, we're a top 10 defense. No, it's a quick thing. When When he was in San Francisco with Harbaugh, the first year that he was there, they led the NFL in turn in takeaways with 35. And then when he took when he took over for the Bears in 2014, the, the year before he got there, they were 30th in team defense. The next three years in, of were just pure improvement. You know, 14th, 15th, top, t- and then they were in the top 10, finishing at 10. And then last season, they were number three in total defense, and then they had the best run defense. And we, we all saw what he did with Khalil Mack. So, and wow. then, he comes, then he comes to a city like Denver. You give him a guy like Bradley Chubb, and if they keep Von Miller on the edge, right. and they could re-sign guys like Barrett and, and Shane Ray. Right. I mean, I think Denver's defense has the potential to, to really make some noise. 
you, you see that it almost seems like it's one of those hires that like they see a guy like Mahomes that has come into you know the division and they're yep. trying to offset that. You know, they're they're understanding, okay, this is somebody that you know, for the next decade, we're going to have to, you know, compete with and combat because, I mean, let's be honest, it, it pains me to say it as a Raider, but right now, dude, I mean, this division goes through Kansas City. And as long oh, as they've absolutely. got guys like Mahomes, Hunt, um, I would hate to see Kansas City with a better defense. I mean, the thing that the only reason that teams were able to get it over on Kansas City is because that defense is just horrendous. I believe yep. last in the league for quite a while. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, and you, I mean, you don't think their offensive weapons are already set. Now they can turn their full attention to defense. I mean, you got you to gotta start to find, figure out a way to, you know, slow down Hill, uh, slow down mm-hmm. Mahomes. So that's going to be big for Denver, I think. If, if they can yeah. get that going, that, that's going to be, man, we've got so, the, the rivalries within the AFC West are oh, so yeah. fun. And Absolutely. I just feel like if, if we can get this, get all these teams, you know, you, if you get the Raiders on the right track, you get the Broncos back on the right track. You know, man, this is going to be a fun division oh, to watch it, for the next decade. It's going to be a lot. I don't know if you remember. I want to say, I mean, I'm sure you remember. You guys are Raider fans. But uh, I believe <laughs> it was uh, during the stint with Hugh Jackson and then uh, John, Tom Cable when the Raiders right. had the back-to-back eight and eight years. I think it was three different teams. I believe it was uh, Raiders, uh, Chargers, and I want to say the Broncos were all eight and eight. And yeah. even though, I mean, that's not great. The rivalry I remember during that particular season was unlike any other of, in my life growing up watching it because early on in my childhood, the Raiders were god-awful. And then yeah. they kind of had those years of, hey, we're 8-8. Eight and eight. We don't suck anymore, like what Tom Cable yeah. said. Uh, and then it was mediocrity, mediocrity again. So I, those 8-8 eight and eight years, that rivalry was so much fun. There was that, that game where the Raiders put up, I think it was 50-some-odd points on the Broncos. 59. Yeah, put, yeah 59. <laughs> they could they could have went for 70 or 80 with the way they were scoring in that one. And I think if McFadden had like over 220 rushing. He was, he was on my fantasy team that week. <laughs> of course he was. I remember that day perfectly. If I, so if I, I, think, I think it's going to be a lot like those those two years where – any team could win the matchup, whether it's the Raiders against the, I'm not saying it's going to necessarily be this year because the Raiders and Chiefs are far apart, but in a couple right. of years or something like that, I think this division as a whole, all four teams are going to be really fun to watch. Right. Speaking of which, what do you, as far as timetable, because we, everybody's kind of got an opinion. Obviously we're in rebuild mode now. I think we're in a rebuild mode that we weren't going to be in a year ago. But mm-hmm. have kind of had to been kind of been forced in through into through events. What do you think, Ra- the Oakland Raiders? I guess it's not Oakland. Well, it could be Oakland. We're, that's all. <laughs> I know here. we're just the Raiders at this point. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. So, I, so what do you think the Raiders timetable looks like for getting back out of those these four, five, and six win seasons? And at least, let's say, at least making making pushes for playoffs. So I'm talking uh-huh. like nine and seven, 10 and six. What, what do you think that looks like for them in the next few years? I think realistically, I would give it, I would give it two seasons. I'd give it this season. We'll kind of see what happens. And then this, I, I could see the Raiders making some noise. And when I think about the, their previous seasons, when they've done this is they had that first year under Derek Carr, where they were making strides, especially later on in the season, and obviously it didn't result in very many wins. Right. But then in, the, in that next season, when they went seven and nine, they had those moments where they were knocking on the door with teams. They they battled so hard with Pittsburgh. Unfortunately, right. DJ Hayden could not cover An- Antonio Brown, and Brown had that yeah. historic game, yeah. fourteen something, fourteen catches, two hundred something yards. It was it was awful. 
Um, yeah. It, there, there were the moments like that where I believe it was they were it was 14 to 14, like going into the late in the third quarter against the Vikings. And then the score wasn't indicative of that game. I think they won like 30 to 14. But there were moments that I saw during that stretch where they were battling and winning games and competing with really good teams. And then, of course, they broke through that next year as they made the playoffs. Unfortunately, Carr broke his leg and the rest is history there. And then right. they was kind of like self-destruct again. Todd Downing didn't help with anything with the offense. And it's kind yeah. of just been rebuilding ever since. And I think last season is almost comparable to, to Carr's rookie season where the team obviously wasn't that competitive. They had moments where they showed signs of life. Right. And Carr obviously didn't have the weapons. He had Jared Cook. And that's, I mean, whatever. He, who knows what's going to happen with him next season. But uh, I think last season is very comparable to that 2014 year. And so next year, I'm seeing maybe six or seven wins, competitive, lots of fight. Then the year after, hopefully they make some noise. There you go. There you go. I like it. Tyler, what's how I, Yeah, that's kind of how I see it too. About I was thinking about six wins. We do have the hardest uh, strength yep. of schedule next year. Yeah. So, uh, thank you, NFL, for that. I think that's like we're in the top five in the past 30 years. They love it. Um, anyways, uh, about back to Vic Fangio. My question yeah. is, um, do you think he's going to be more of like a, a Wade Phillips in that he's a defensive master but can't run a team? Or do you think he's going to be more of like, oh, what's the guy's name down in uh, Atlanta? That Dan Quinn, who, he was kind of a defensive guru. I guess they have a decent team. Uh, what are your feelings on Vic Fangio? Is he going to be a guy that can't run a whole team and is a defensive master, or do you think he has what it takes to run the whole entire team? I, I think he's got what it takes to run an entire team. Um, dealing with big names, and not just big names, but issues outside of what goes on the football field. So the whole Khalil Mack saga, that whole issue, different outside influences, things like that. I, when he was with San Francisco dealing with Alden Smith and all that stuff, he was able to, to keep his defenses in check and produce on Sundays. And because of his overall track record, I'm I'm expecting him to be able to to keep command of that football team. Good. So now getting or on, bad, yeah, yeah, bad. No, bad yeah, for the Raiders, great for Denver. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, man. I we're I know we're in February. We haven't even hit free agency yet, but of course I get excited every year, man. I'm a Raider fan. I get excited every yeah. year. I get my hopes dashed by about first part of October, and then I start talking <laughs> about the draft, you know, mid-October. So I guess that's a good segue. Speaking of the draft, man, obviously Oakland's got three picks in the first round. Yep. Pick number four, let's pretend you're GM Chris. Let's pretend, obviously, I, I, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, a guy like Bose is not going to be there for, I don't yeah. think. I, I Top two. Realistically, who do you like the Raiders to pick? As let's say you're the GM, who are you picking at the fourth spot for Oakland? See, I say my prayers every day that Nick Bosa could slip to us at four. I, I'll tell you right. that. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's interesting you mentioned Nick that. Bosa, it's mentioned because and he's in because the same the, division as his brother. Yeah, the, the thing to me though about that is, you know, he took basically the whole year off. Yeah. I wonder how NFL teams are going to approach that. I know all that you know, quote unquote, analysts are you know, oh, he's you know you know, top talent, et cetera, et cetera. But I look at teams who need quarterbacks and I look at guys like, like Josh Allen, the defensive end from Kentucky, who's just an absolute animal as well, in my opinion. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I guess I wouldn't. You got uh, Williams, you know, the defensive, the big defensive tackle from Alabama as well. To me, it's almost becoming more of like a. I guess I could see Bosa slipping to a four or five just because we saw no production in 2018. What do you think? I think that's a great point. And another thing to kind of go off of that is when you look at the Cardinals, one of their strengths actually is that edge rush with guys like Chandler Jones. So it's kind of one of those, it's like I mentioned with Denver, how are they going to tackle the draft in terms of strategy? Are they going to go best player available because we suck? Or are they going to go, hey, our edge rush is pretty dang good. Let's go tackle another position of need. And if they do, that's one pick right there that Bosa's already slipped past. Who knows where he's going to fall down the line after that. So if that's the case, then hopefully Bosa slips to four. You mentioned Allen. I think that's more more of the realistic idea of who the Raiders will end up with because I, I do think a guy like Bosa is going to go number one just off of his ability. Right. Um, but uh, – I've seen some some talk too of the Raiders going defensive tackle at that that four spot, and that's one I I disagree with wholeheartedly. When you look yep. at who they have, yep. they have Mo Hurst, they have PJ Hall. Those are two guys that I think played great last year. They were two of the few bright spots that the, the Raiders had. Yeah, and they also still have Jelly Ellis as the big fluffy run stopper. Oh yeah, and he's even shown a knack to get after the quarterback for how big that guy is. So it's one of those. If I'm the Raiders and I'm looking at all, it, it's such a strong defensive draft. That when I'm looking at the Raiders, I am, I think it's a waste of a pick if you draft a defensive tackle. Yep, I agree there too because that's that is what we in fact we talked last week or on the last podcast I should say about you know maybe positions that everybody thinks Oakland needs to fill and defensive tackle and quarterback were the two that kind of Tyler and I agreed on that were like no exactly. those are wasted picks like, exactly I, I like I like guys like Tua like. I also like Herbert. I also like the young man out of Texas as well, as far as quarterbacks go for next year. If 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 2019 and Carr don't mesh and it's like, okay, you know, maybe we do need to seriously look at, you know, finding that next player because Carr just, you know, isn't reaching that next level. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I and I agree with your earlier statement. This quarterback class. Murray, I think, is the juggernaut, but everybody else, I, everybody's so big on uh, was it Haskins uh, from mm-hmm. from Ohio State, and I just, I don't know, man, that guy's just got bust written on him, in my opinion. I just, I don't like that pick. Um, obviously, I think somebody else will, and somebody's mm-hmm. going to go hard for that spot. In fact, I've even seen the Broncos as a potential suitor for a quarterback like that. You know, yeah, well, who it. knows? They they could they could take him at the ten spot and. Honestly, from the Raider perspective, that's great. You want him? Go ahead. Conley will take those four picks a year against your guy. Like I'm okay with that. Exactly. But I I don't. I've seen his release, things like that. I just I'm not sold that he'll be the guy. And I think that's just part of what's plaguing this draft in terms of quarterbacks. And unfortunately, like you said, it some team is gonna realize, oh man, we need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. And honestly, I think you'd be better off going. (laughs) It sounds weird, but going after a guy like a Blake Bortles or someone like that. Yep. Then. throwing a waste of a pick in an early round on a quarterback. Hey, go get your bridge guy, like a case Keenum or a Blake Bortles, whoever it may be. And then go get your guy next year when it's a much stronger crop of QBs. Right. And I think another name in there that I think people are going to be after is Joe Flacco as well. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, another guy and we're going to stick winner too. Yeah. Another guy that I like, and his name eludes me, but that young man uh, for the 49ers who stepped in Mullen. from Garoppolo. Nick Mullins. Dude, that, if I'm the 49ers, I'm shopping him heavy, and I'm picking up some for that because that dude, 
that dude was slinging it around, and Raider Nation knows that because what did we? We got busted in the chops on was that Monday night, Sunday that night? Was, yep. It yeah, was, was, was prime time, and we got eaten alive by that young guy. And he proved that that dude can sling the ball, and I like him. And I tell you what, they just put him on display for the rest of the league and for a quarterback hungry league. And I tell you what, yep. I'm I'm picking up some major picks for that guy. If 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 I'm if you're ready to still continue to say that Garoppolo's the guy, obviously he's the guy you've paid. So I think yeah. you're kind of obligated to give that to him. Yep. But boy, howdy, I'm getting some major picks for that young man, in my yeah, opinion, I'm, anyway. I'm not sure how high of a pick they could get for him, but it's one of those I would sell to the highest bidder simply yep. because you do have Garoppolo there. You, that's where your money's going. You're, you're invested wholeheartedly in Garoppolo. So yeah, why not shop Mullins around? Right. So getting back, we we got off track, but this is the great thing about about behind the eye patch, man. We just we we kind of go on. Yeah. At the fourth pick, who are you taking as the GM for the Raiders? If Bosa's there, I'm going Bosa. If he's not, I'm going Allen. Allen. I'm That's- also I'm also listening. I would listen to offers too, and yep. you you got to be smart with it because when it came to last year, I wanted James from FSU. Oh man, I wanted that guy. Yeah. Looking at. Just game planning, I always try to look at, okay, let's, what's, what, what do we got in this draft? What do we got in the next draft? And when right. I was looking at it, I said, I want, it. I want James in last year's draft. And then I was looking towards next year. Assuming the Raiders weren't going to be that good, we were going to have a top pick again. I wanted yeah. Williams from Alabama, the, the lineman. So I wanted them yeah. to go that route. They didn't. They went Colton Miller, who had his moments. I think the Raiders really rushed him back onto the field way too quickly from his yeah. injuries. Yeah. So I think that really hurt his his progression. I'm I'm expecting him to make a lot of positive strides next season. Hopefully he can be completely healthy, but that's just kind of my take on the draft. Yeah, and I Josh, so so you're going total defensive end, skipping the defensive tackle position. Yeah. Uh and you know I like our chances too. Defense you know getting a guy like Josh Allen or uh Bosa. I tell you what, the guy who's been growing on me recently has been Josh Allen cuz that dude's I like I think I like his swagger is what I like. He's got kind of yeah. that he, he looks like a Raider. He feels like a Raider, yeah. you know, and Oakland <laughs> yeah. needs that back a little bit. Oakland needs a little bit of that. May, call it cockiness, call it, you know, kind of a bully mentality, but man, we need that back on this team. And that's, you know, that's what guys like Mac brought. And uh, I, my you know, dad taught me, he was uh, my, my coach for all athletics all throughout growing up. He always told me confident borderline cocky. And yep. that's kind of one of those things. That's what I want in a Raider right there. I, I don't want him to, to kind of be that whole cocky guy that you see on Sports Center, it's like, okay, yeah, we've had enough of that guy. Right. But I want him to have that 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 swag, like kind of like like that Ray Lewis. You know, as yes. soon as he steps on the field, he's commanding your respect, and he's going to let you know it too. Right, right, Tyler, man, what do you got? What do you got for Chris? Um, I don't know. I was kicked out of my room, <laughs> so <laughs> my recording room, and thus all my notes are gone. So I'm going to go off of off of my memory. Um, I, I got to go back just to put in my two cents. If Quinn and Williams is sitting there at four, I'm taking him. And that's just based purely on best player available. Yeah. Um, and, and that, I mean, I know that's probably not the, the, the pick that Raider nation wants to see, but that dude is a monster upside. I mean, is Donald or is Aaron Donald. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I like that. I, I want somebody that can get to the quarterback on the inside because we, I mean, Tom Brady did not have a superb Super Bowl, and a lot of that was because Sue. Oh, did we lose him? Oh, I may have lost Tyler. him. Wait, 
He's still going. Maybe. Raider Nation, we might have lost Tyler, but I don't know. It might have been because of his uh, premature move. But do I just kind of piggybacking off the Quinn and Williams, while I don't like a defensive tackle normally, because Quinn and Williams' ability to get after the quarterback, that's his claim to fame, I do like that pick for yeah. that reason, just because he having an interior push along guys like Mo Hurst, who I think is going to be an absolute mm-hmm. steal when we look back down here in three or yep. four years. Uh, even PJ Hall, like you said, had his moments. So, you know, being able to rotate a guy <clears throat> like Quentin Williams in there, I mean, that's, that's, uh, I like the look of that. And there are yeah. plenty of defensive ends. There's the young man out of, uh, it's Old Dominion, and I forget how to pronounce his name. Uh, maybe you've seen defensive end out of Old Dominion. Mm-hmm. Some guys like that that um, I think Oakland could get in the later first round you have the potential there too again we're talking potential i got guys like josh allen guys like bosa are the proven talent even farrell from from clemson you know those are the guys that are proven talent on the field that you know when you draft they're going to step in day one and make an immediate impact in my opinion but uh uh, if oakland if your josh allen's not there if your bosa's not there and Quinn and Williams is sitting right there for you to pick up. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it's not too It's bad. one of those things, for me, it's so easy to say, oh, we don't need a defensive tackle, let's go elsewhere. But yeah. it's one of those, when you, when you look back on it, if a guy like that truly lives up to the hype of, say, Aaron Donald, yeah. and I'm thinking, gosh darn it, of course I'm the genius that said don't take him. But who knows, that's the beauty of uh, draft coverage. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, do we have you back, man? I don't know, am I back? Yeah, there we go, I can hear him now. Oh, All there right. we go. We lost well, you, sorry. Shot Tyler into space there for That's a minute. Okay. So it, all I was saying is, I, I think if you go best best player available and you have a chance to get somebody to disrupt the interior, I I, I don't mind the Quinn and Williams pick. But yep. if Williams, Boza, Allen are gone, I'm looking to trade back. That's just in mock drafts I've been doing. That's that's what I, I'm like, I wish I could trade back because right now there's nothing I really want there. I think Rashawn Gary, I don't. I think that's too high for him. I don't really want a greedy Williams at the number four spot. And I'm thinking, you know, if I could move back to like eight or nine, maybe somewhere in there, maybe even 10, I'm taking like a, a Devin White. And I'm super stoked about that type of pick too. So anyway, that was, that was where right. I was going. And then I was I was uh, kicked out of my recording <laughs> lost internet service, so I apologize for that, Raven do you, uh, do you have your notes back, Tyler? Because I know you I want do to have do a little segment back. with Chris uh, that you came up with, so let's go yes. ahead and hit that. So, Chris, this is, this is our segment that you could not prepare for. This is right off the cuff, ladies and gentlemen. There we um, go. This segment is, is new uh, to the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. It is called Sinem or Pinem. Sinem <laughs> is... Uh, we're we're signing them back to the Raiders, obviously. Pining them, we're putting them in a wooden box, and we're burying them six feet under the earth. <laughs> um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to go through a few selected Raiders free agents that okay. are available uh, to either re-sign or pine. And we want – that's all you have to say. You don't have to say uh, – give a reason why. You can just say yeah. sign or pine. If you have a reason, go for it. But here right. we go. First one, uh, running back Marshawn Lynch, sign or pine? Pine. Pine. Very interesting. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in on this. Why? <laughs> Why do you want to pine Marshawn Lynch, you bum? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, 
it's kind of one of those if if the price is right and it's cheap enough, I say I say go with them. I I think Jalen Richard is a guy that's been severely under underutilized, and he's had a little bit of the the whoopsies with the fumbles. I think if he could cheer that up, I think Richard is the kind of a guy that maybe not quite as good as a Philip Lindsay, but has that potential to be a rock, like just a rock star of a running back. I I'm a big Richard fan. Um, I'm, I wasn't big on Doug Martin. I, I think if, if you go with the running, there's uh, quite a few running backs in the draft that I like. So if you yeah. go after after someone in the draft, I'm drawing a blank on his name, guy from Alabama. Um, oh, yes. but there's, yeah. Thank you. Um, guys like that, I think if you can go with the younger route and establish that, because when, when you're looking long-term with the team, in my opinion, Carr's the guy, and you don't really have that solidified at receiver. Marshawn Lynch obviously isn't going to be the Raiders running back in five years from now either. Right, so. right. I think is when you're looking uh, short term, maybe if it's cheap, but okay. I say it, it, he had his run in Oakland, cut the cord, move on. Okay. You know, I, I guess that satisfies me. So Tyler, go ahead, go ahead, continue, <laughs> continue. I'm a sign guy on that. Just for, just for uh, everybody's information. I'm a sign guy. Uh, next up, uh, Shalit Calhoun, sign or pine? Ooh. Tough one, but I would say pine. Amen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, wow, it's, we're all in accordance on that. Yeah, That's fantastic. All enough. It's, uh, yeah. I won't even ask J- about Jalen Richard. I'm a sign. Obviously, Absolutely. Chris is a sign. I, My- I actually, I haven't seen any official report from, say, like an Ian Rappaport or Adam Scheffner, but I don't know if you guys saw it. There was kind of that cryptic tweet, kind of, what does it mean? I'm back. He tweeted recently, I'm back, baby, and it was like Oakland or something like that. So. Yeah. I don't know if that just meant he's back in the city working out or if he <laughs> resigned with the team. So. Right, yeah. right. Yep. Nobody really knows. Um, yeah. This is an interesting one. And at the right, well, okay, never mind. Uh, cornerback Rashawn Melvin, sign or pine? I would say sign. Okay. And, and I'm, in agree, I'm in accordance there as a reserve. Um, you know, we kind of during the season he had that period of time where he was in the doghouse like yes. a lot, like inactive, <laughs> yeah, healthy he scratches, and then uh, then he came back towards the end, kind of found his place, mm-hmm. and I thought he was a solid addition to the secondary. So I- I'm a signed guy at the right price. Exactly, it's a lot of these. It's it's influenced by the price, and if the price is right, as they would say on a uh, uh, the price is right, you know, I'd, I'd go I'd go for it. Price is right. Like it. Like it. Uh, running back Doug Martin, sign or pine? Pine. Oh, Easy. You bomb. Boy. You bomb. I've seen that. Other than, okay, of course, I was, at, I was at that game against Denver, and I was literally laughing the whole time he would have a big run because I knew last game in Oakland, who knows what next year he's going to hold. Right, he's right. Barry native. He's got the roots to Oakland. I knew. I told my friends that I went with, I was like, you watch, Doug Martin's going to have a big game today. And sure enough, he did, which as a Raider fan <laughs> and, and, a, and a journalist with the team, I was glad to see. Good for the guy. He just had way too many runs where – he would. It looked like he was running into his own lineman or not hitting the hole hard enough. It's just so many times it would make me so frustrated that I would sit there and I would tell my dad or whoever I was watching the game, man, if that's for sure, that's a seven-yard gain, not a two-yard loss. And I don't right, know. I just right. Doug Martin was a little frustrating to watch for me. The reason, the only reason I like Doug Martin coming back is because I think we have a young man named Chris Warren the third who's going to be an absolute stud. Um, I'm, I'm putting. I I would put pretty 
pretty decent money on him. And I know we haven't seen him at all in the regular season, but I liked what I saw out of college. I liked what I saw in the preseason. And just for, I guess, a veteran presence, you could say. Mm-hmm. I, I've often said I like Doug Martin, Jalen Richard, and Chris Warren the third as the stable of running backs, in my yeah. opinion. But so, yeah, I guess, all right, that satisfies me. Go, continue, Tyler. <laughs> continue. All right. <laughs> this next one, this next one is a uh, safety Eric Harris. Sign him or pine him? I'm definitely signing that guy. I I love his production on the field. If you just his overall improvements that he had last season, uh, making plays in the secondary, intercepting passes. He is a he's a DB that shows he is not afraid of contact. He will go and he will lay you out if he has to. And when you just look at guys that have a story like his that truly had a grind from working at a freaking potato chip factory yep. to Canadian football to the NFL, like I love a guy's story like that. He's, he's a guy that truly is playing the game because he loves it, not for yep. the money. The money is just another part of it. Awesome. Yep. Green awesome. grinder. Uh, Absolutely. Let's see. I, th- I don't know what Micah will say about this next one. Uh, Reggie Nelson. Sign or pine. <laughs> you know exactly what I'll say about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Chris is so Chris is given the get out of here sign. Get out. Yeah. Okay. So uh back way back when, uh before the ramble, I was with the Raiders wire for a short little stint. And the to this day, I think this remains the most popular article I've I've ever written for any site. It got <laughs> a little over I think like ten thousand shares. It just went wow. nuts. And it was three Raiders that could be shown the door. And, <laughs> and I got so much crap for this article. And I, I ended up being right on all of them, except for Reggie Nelson. The first one was Taiwan Jones. And everyone was like, we're not getting rid of a guy like this. Sure <laughs> enough, Raiders waxed them. And I was like, hey, I told you so. And yep. then the next one, Ken Norton Jr. Eventually, he was shown the door. And then that third one was Reggie Nelson. And I don't know how he is still on this team. I don't know why. I like I that perplexes me. He must he must have like a a, a tape or something on somebody that he holds over a coach's head because that's yeah, the only thing that I mean that dude's <laughs> burnt toast yeah, but, Sunday in Sunday out and yeah, sometimes yeah. on Mondays and Thursdays. It's exactly. just I, I don't I don't understand it. I, and, and you know what? When our defensive coordinator made the comment, I think it was like week five or six that, you know, he's improving. He's, it was like, the dude's <laughs> like, what, 55? Like, how can yeah, he improve he, anymore than where he's, he's got at the now? AARP card, I'm pretty sure. Like, this dude, yeah. like, I mean, he's got a track record of success. I'll give him that. You cannot argue that. I remember yeah. uh, week one against the Bengals when he was in Cincinnati, or, yeah, in Cincinnati, season opener in Oakland. He picked off Derek Carr, looked great. And I just remember thinking, oh, man, that guy's such a stud. And yeah. then he came to Oakland, it was the exact opposite. So yeah. I don't know what happened. Well, even that first year, he did okay. He made the Pro Bowl. But, yeah. uh, he always seemed to be in the in the right spot at the right time. To right. He had that big hit against and... the Ravens that, that helped the Raiders win that game. Uh, yep. that they would have yep. been in field goal position, would have won it. So he, he had his moments of success, but he I just had are too many where he looked lost in coverage. Pine. Yeah. Pine ball. Yeah. Oh, big time. Uh, Jonathan Hankins. It's kind of dependent on on how the draft goes. If they yeah. if they go with a, a defensive tackle, um, then I I don't think there's enough room for him. But right, right. if they if they go with a Josh Allen or a Nick Bosa, then yeah, you keep a guy like that in rotation. Absolutely, right. I'm I'm assign him depending on those things you just said. Uh, the next one is tight end Jared Cook. He had career year this year. Uh, Car safety blanket. 
uh, sign or pine. If any of you find Cook, I'm going to come through this glass. and I. It's one of those. I'm not. I, I truly think Waller, he came on towards the end of the season. I, yeah. I think he has the, the strong potential to be the tight end of the future. However, this is one of those ones that with what Cook was able to do last season, it, he's, a vet, he's going into like his 10th or 11th year. Right. And Every single year, whether he was on the Raiders or not, I always felt like Cook had the potential to do what he did last year with the Raiders. Like when he was with Aaron Rodgers, I fully expected him to just show out. I even expected yep. the same for Jimmy Graham. For whatever reason, the Packers don't like to throw to tight ends. But, uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that's another story. Um, but based off of what, what Cook was able to do with Carr, I you can't pass it up. It reminded me so much of what Carr did with Crabtree in that his, that big 2016 year was, yeah. hey, I'm under pressure. What do I do? I, I need a sure-handed target. Who am I going to? I'm going to Cook. Cook is like that safety blanket, I feel like, that, that just while I feel like we'll get, we'll snag a couple of receivers in the draft, while Carr develops that relationship with those rookies, he's going to yep. need a guy like Cook that he can count on on a third and six, you know, up the seam kind of a deal, yep. you know, to be able to make those kind of plays while these rookies are settling in. So glad. Yeah. So nobody's pined him. Tyler, did you pine him? No, 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 no. no. I'd like to sign him. With this I just... podcast, if you're going to pine him. I, I know. But I, who I knows, know. after that big year that he had, he could be want, wanting to break the bank. However, I don't think, I don't think that unless someone like a bad team comes screaming his way, just throwing money at him, I don't think that'll be the case because he hasn't quite had that year up until last year, and he's getting yep. older. So because of that, I think you can get him for the right price. Yeah, agree. That's a good point there. A, two more, cornerback Daryl Worley. I would say Pine. It's one of the, if you keep Melvin, I'd get rid of Worley. Ooh. And see, I'm the opposite. I would keep Worley over Melvin. That's yeah, just my too. opinion. It's, yeah, that's one of those, like, like it, it could go either way for me. I'm not as passionate about that one as I was with other ones. So it's, if yeah. they keep them, great. If they don't, I can move on just fine. You know, one of the things I've seen recently is uh, kind of a big in the Raider news as far as Oakland maybe going all out for a guy like, uh, uh, who's who's the big core? Oh, Jalen Ramsey. You know, a guy yeah. like out of Jacksonville. Honestly, uh, just because our defense is so terrible, if we if we went out on a limb and got a guy like that to line up across the field from a Gary on Conley, mm -hmm. that wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. Just because mm -hmm. I, I got that would just be such our, our. And speaking in Madden terms, our defense would go from like a fifty-eight. To like a seventy immediately. <laughs> I, you know? I speak that language. <laughs> so anyway, Tyler, he's trying to play me on a on a Xbox Live. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We'll let you give your your count out at the end, bro. If you if you yeah. need to need to get some some bankroll in there. So Tyler, who you got for the last one? Last one is wide receiver slash kick returner Dwayne Harris. Sign or pine? I would say pine. Um, he. I'll never scream louder at a Raider game. I maybe have. I don't know. But after that, that punt return that he had against Denver, after that one play, I started to lose my voice. So <laughs> I'll never. That's one of those just Raider moments I will never forget. He had right. a lot of moments. Uh, his obviously his football IQ is up there. Um, you know, I'm talking myself into it. Actually, I'd sign the guy. <laughs> I know. The I'm talking myself he, into it. <laughs> I know. He is. I was like, I'm. I think he's going to sign instead of Pine as he but, speaks about this. I started screaming at the at the game when because we all know Raider fans are all over the place in terms of their knowledge of football. God bless them, but oh yeah, some are smart. Oh yeah, some are smarter than others. And when Harris made the break for the ball, 
half the fans around me are going, what the hell are you doing? Like, they could get the ball, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm screaming, he knew the rule book. He knew the rule book. And then he takes it to the house. So <laughs> it was just one of those funny moments where it's like fans are looking on confused at each other. Like, knew the rule book. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And sure yeah. enough, they scored. That, that, yeah. Can we agree that had to be the play of the year for Oakland? Oh. I, I can't think of anything else that was bad. I mean, I liked the catch to Carrier to beat the Steelers. That was nice. But in terms of exciting, um, you know, the terrible thing about that play is it was playing and I had the TV on mute because I was FaceTiming with my in-laws and I couldn't exactly like <laughs> jump up and down and scream and yell because I, you know, you just can't do that. I'm sitting there with my yeah. wife or sitting there talking with the in-laws. Like I and probably shouldn't was, have, shouldn't have the TV on again? anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. I was because... in a similar situation. I had, I was at my cousins out a bunch of babies that were sleeping around me at for nap time. I know I'm freaking out trying not to wake all these kids up. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, so like I couldn't get as excited as I wanted to, but once we hung up, I was, I was freaking out pretty good. So that was, oh. that was an epic moment. Dude, that was great. Tyler, you got any more signing your pineys? No, that's it. That was the last one. Unless we want to talk about Leon Hall, which I, I, uh, I'm kind of pining that one. I but. would, I would pine simply based off of the age. I like the relationship to Gunther. He could help young guys like Conley and company with right. the schemes and all that. But it's so one of those, Reggie it's, Nelson, it, but I don't want him like anywhere it, near. Exa- if, if it, exactly, if it came down to both of those guys, I would keep Hall and Wax Nelson. But ultimately, I, I, I could still lay my head on my pillow at night and sleep just fine if they get rid of both of them. Right, I would sleep better probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I, I'm going to give you one more quick question, then I'm going to let you go, Chris, because we appreciate your time, man. But what uh, this this has kind of been stumping me, and I've gone back, and I've looked at some highlights. Obviously, the big name that came out of the Senior Bowl for Oakland seems like the young safety, Adderley. Um, and that's been a name that all of a sudden I feel like has just exploded onto the scene yeah. for Oakland. Mm-hmm. What's your take on him? Because I'm kind of on the fence. Like, he's got some nice highlight plays. But I just, you know, I'm always a little leery when, you know, after one game, it seems like all of a sudden yeah. everybody gets jacked and excited. Is is he, yeah. a, is he a top, you know, towards the back of the first round type pick? Or is he somebody that probably otherwise, let's say he never played the senior bowl, would have been like a fourth or a fifth rounder? What do you think? Is he a, is he a player that Oakland should target? If, if. That's such a tough one to say because you make a really good point. I get really leery of those guys that that right. do have that one shining moment, if you will, and then it's kind of like, oh, we gotta go get them, and yeah. then they they don't end up they're fools gold in the NFL. So I I'm leery on that. Um, if you do spend a first round pick on them, I would it would for me be the the Raiders' last third round pick, not not the first two that they have. Okay. Um, but. It's also kind of one of those. I kind of feel like Carl Joseph was a little bit of like that. He he was kind of like that the highlight real player in college, right. and in the NFL, it's kind of just been wishy washy, not sure what you're gonna get. Yep. And yep. I'd be really leery of the Raiders making a similar mistake. Car- Carl Joseph too. What is he like? Five eight, five nine. I, if he yeah, were like, they, if he were like a six foot player, I feel like Carl Joseph would be an absolute stud for Oakland. Yeah, I, but, I thought that when they drafted him, I really thought they were getting like Bob Sanders 2.0, but it's, yeah. I don't know. 
it's that size. I mean, the dude brings the hammer, and I've said it week in and week out. I love the way he lays lumber when it comes to the running yeah. game. But but boy, yeah, what a nice hit against Denver that was called a penalty too. Yeah, yeah. But when that dude, when that poor guy gets up on a six-five tight end, and you know, and it's just a lob pass, and it's a touchdown on the seam every play. I just I feel bad. It's like man, this is you know, it's so tough because I like him as an individual. I like him as for for his grit. But yeah, I just feel like he's yeah. so undersized. It's or maybe get him into a you know a, a roaming situation, kind of like a like a Palomalu or something like that. You yeah, know, let him roam the field a little more. I don't know. That's where you you just gotta work with with the talent that you have. I actually this will be out here in a couple of days. I interviewed uh, Utah State's running back uh, Darwin uh, Thompson, and he's one thing he told monster. me, it, a beast. I love that guy, and uh, he he told me a great point, and he said, good coaches don't just lay their scheme on someone and say, we're doing it this way or the, or the highway. Good coaches, yeah, they have their scheme, but they're going to say, hey, we got this guy who's really good at this. It's not a part of my scheme, but I'm going to implement this. And I think if you do that, if you're a guy like Gunther, you, you look at a guy like Carl Joseph and say, hey, maybe he doesn't quite excel with the things that I want him to do per se, but he's really good at doing this. So if it is the roaming thing, hey, go out there and roam for a little bit and see what you can do. Right. He's really right. good at stopping the run. He's really good at blitzing from from back there as well, which towards the end of the year, I noticed they were using him more in those types of packages mm-hmm. as a blitzer, putting a little bit of pressure on the quarterback. And I think he did a lot better towards the end of the season. I look for him to to have a fairly strong 2019 just mm-hmm. just because I think they know what he does well. It's a it's a contract year for him too. Am I right? It is. Yes. And you yeah. Know, and anytime you get a guy like Jared Cook, guys like that that are in a contract year, Eric Harris, right. they want to go out and prove something that hey, I'm worth it. And yep. hopefully, hopefully Reggie Nelson will be pined, and so Joseph <laughs> will actually have some. You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joseph will actually get a chance to get out there and show his stuff. So, all right. Before we let you go, Chris, we always kind of have a lighthearted segment. We always try to come up with something. I mean, we've we've run the gamut. When it was the holiday season, we had uh, over and underrated Christmas movies. We've had over and underrated. Uh, we we narrowed it down to Disney movies. Uh, I mean, we we go all in on really life's uh, difficult deep questions. questions. Yeah, deep, deep questions. Deep questions. <laughs> deep questions. So, in the spirit of February, and since we're like three days away from Valentine's Day, and I have to keep uh, reminding uh, myself yes. of that, dude. I want you. I want to know. And Tyler, jump in on this too, if you want. But Chris, I want to you to give me the most overrated date activity that you can do. What's the most overrated date activity, in your opinion? Coming from a guy that has next to no dating experience. Uh, <laughs> I you didn't have I, to. You didn't have to air that, man. That's, that's okay. Whatever, man. Uh, you know, single, ready to mingle, if you will. I don't care. But uh, I would gotta go. I you hear it all the time. Oh, just take her out to a dinner and a movie. Whatever. If if the dinner is first, that's great because then you can get could get to talk to her and things like that. But I, the whole movie date thing, I just don't get. I mean. You don't, you're not like really talking with them. You're, I mean, right. you could be interacting with them. I mean, don't know what you're doing, but if it's like, <laughs> say you're younger and you're in like junior high, whatever, oh, we're going to go to move. And you're just kind of like awkwardly sitting there and you're like, okay, well, we're not talking. Do I hold her hand? Do I put my arm around? What do I do? I right. think the whole movie thing, unless you've got years under your belt, I would, I would stay away from that early. Yeah. You know, that's a good point because yeah, if you've been dating for like six months or eight months or whatever, and you're like both, you know, excited to see, you know, the 800th Marvel movie to come out, you know, you know, yeah, I could see that or like something like that. Like there's that excitement with it, but like, 
if some new Adam Sandler comedy comes out and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go ask that cute girl out on a date, and then it's like you're not even talking to her. I don't know. Right. And These I think are life I feel lessons like, from Chris. This is good yeah. stuff, Raider Nation. Yeah, because and like like you take said when you think it. about it, like take it to the bank. Because as a dude, you don't think about like I'm not gonna. I'm literally for the next like two hours of this movie, I'm not gonna know anything about her. Like I could, I may as well just like go into a theater, find some chick and sit next to her because that's about yeah. as, it'll do the same. And, good. It's so funny because I was I was uh, talking with my dad about this the other day because I'd never really talked to uh my dad he's probably if he goes back and listen to this he's gonna laugh i've never really talked to him much about until recently <laughs> his dating life before he met my mom and he was telling me there was this girl he was going out with and that he pretty much was just like interrogating her with questions and i was like man dad you know one of the recent times i was out with a girl i felt like i was doing the same thing and when when i was back home i was thinking i was like man that poor girl i was just sitting there grilling her with questions <laughs> and like oh what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to sports and interviewing someone and constantly trying to get the next thing out of them that right. I got to stay away from that with the dating game. <laughs> right. Yes. So, so, so movie, movie for say the first four or five dates, don't do the movie scene. That, no. That's, I, and I, I agree with you because I was having a hard time because I was like, gosh, as far as activities go, like I actually like when I was dating before I got married, like I tried to like think of things like go do like mini golf, like, yeah, uh, you know things like that. Go cook yeah. a meal together, like like yeah, fishing. Like yeah, fishing. Yeah, fishing. I just went fishing. Yeah, exactly. Ice fishing. There you go. <laughs> now, see, the, the, you're gonna find out real quick, though. Like, if this is the right girl or whatever, because like, if she's out there hardcore ice fishing with you, yeah. like, you keep that woman. That you is, know, like, you don't let her out. But if she's like out there, and within you know half an hour, my wife, bless her heart, would just she she would. There's no way I could <laughs> I couldn't bribe her to go ice fishing with me, let alone just regular fishing, because my fishing is like from sunup to sundown, and perhaps throughout the night. Um, yes. And my wife's idea of fishing is like a little fishing, then let's go make a fire, let's cook a meal, then maybe go on a bike ride. And I'm like, yeah, but that just takes away from fishing. So why wouldn't you <laughs> that? So Tyler, though, do, uh, do you have any, do you want to expand on, you have any other terrible date activities, overrated no, date activities? That was, that was mine, like going, like dinner, dinner and a movie, like dinner on Valentine's Day is hard enough to find a reservation it, like a lot of times you end up at McDonald's because all the nice places are taken, you know, it's like, I, I guess that can be fun, but it's a bad look. Like if it's your right. first date and you're, well, number one, you shouldn't be your first date shouldn't be on a Valentine's date. Oh no, that's a, yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a cardinal sin. And then, uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you just don't want to end up like cook something at home. My right. wife would probably keel over and die if I cooked something at home on Valentine's. Like she would just be <laughs> so in shock that holy crap, Tyler lifted a pan. He knows what a pot is. He can cook pasta. Yeah, yeah. I, I can. It's a secret talent that I have. Don't. And now my wife's gonna listen to the podcast and know that I can cook a little bit. So anyway, <laughs> you're in trouble now. The, I know. Cat's out of the bag now. Uh, but yeah, Wake up, cook and girl breakfast. You know, surprise her with something like that. Go, go that route. Oh, I like it. Yep. I feel like we're all in accordance then. So so don't do the movie thing. Wait for the movie thing at least a month or so in, into the relationship. So, Tyler, man, we appreciate your time, dude. We really do. Thank you so much for jumping on here. Again, where can we find you? Twitter, Facebook? Whoa, tell us tell us the, the sphere of influence, man, that we can we can hook up with you. Yeah, so go ahead. Hit me up on Twitter. It's, it's The Twitter's the easy one. Sports okay. with Chris. That's where you can find me. 
I tweet a lot, a lot about Raiders, a lot about the Broncos, and a lot about Jessup Athletics where I work. Um, and then just a lot of in-between sports banner. I watch a lot of NBA, things like that, a lot of college basketball. So that's why I decided to change my Twitter handle to Sports with Chris because that's pretty much all I talk about. And then awesome. uh, literally every other social media platform, Christophy24, my nickname growing up was Christophy. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-Y. And then I wore a uh, number 24 in uh, high school and college playing basketball. So nice. that's that. Um, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, Xbox Live, we mentioned. Uh, anyone trying to get that work on Madden? I don't care how bad the Raiders are get, I will work <laughs> with them. Uh, nice. So, uh, yeah. So if you want to find me on social media, that's the way to do it. Awesome, man. Well, I tell you what. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to get this free agency go down. We're going to throw the draft down. Then we're going to get you back on here, man. And we're going to get your thoughts on maybe maybe after free agency, especially if the Raiders make some splash moves because they've got some money to burn. It'll be interesting to see what they do there. Yeah. So we're going to get you back on the pod, man. And we're going to get your thoughts on the free agency, thoughts on the draft, both Oakland and Denver, because I'm interested to see your thoughts yeah. on whoever they pick up. So, man, it's we appreciate your time. Spy. I, I got a spy one. in the building. <laughs> One last little tidbit of knowledge I got from my boy, uh, Ray Espuria. He, he writes for us over at the Ramble. He said, don't be surprised if this is a quick turnaround for the Raiders because they got a load of draft picks, potentially more if they trade right. back and stockpile more. They also have a lot of money to work with in free agency. So it's one of those could be a quick turnaround or it could be the two years, like I said. Who knows? Right, right. Man, Chris, thank you so much for your time, Thanks, man. We Chris. appreciate it. Raider Nation appreciates it. And, uh, man, we'll catch you in the next pod. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Man, we really appreciate it again, Chris, for coming on the show. Raider Nation, that was fantastic. Tyler, man, there was some good insight there. I'm, I'm, you know, as yes. much as I believe in, you know, this is a Raider podcast, you got to know the enemy as well. And so there was some good Absolutely. insight into what's going on over there, you know, in Bronco land. There is no, once again, there is no Bronco Nation. It's Bronco Country, I guess. I think that's what they call it, Bronco Country. Um, what but there's only one Corral. Yeah, uh, there like, you go. Yeah, I like the I don't, I, re I really don't care because there is only one nation, Raider Nation. We'll get that clear on here as well. So, But Tyler, man, we also had a giveaway this week. Who was the lucky winner of our giveaway? Yeah, we had a t-shirt giveaway um, for the Super Bowl. What you had to do was either comment with your favorite food and then retweet our tweet or go on Facebook I put all those names into a random name generator, so there was no bias uh, in this picking. And the winner of the uh, Behind the Eye Patch t-shirt is Midwest Raider. Uh, Midwest. Nice. Send a, It's kind of funny because he just started following us the week of the Super Bowl, and then he wins a t-shirt. So congratulations awesome. to you, sir. And, uh, uh, and so get a hold of us on Twitter. Uh, send a, or, or, you know, uh, give me, send me a direct message and, uh, get back to us, uh, with your size address. And, uh, if you want black with white, or if you want white with black, or you want silver and black, or you want silver and white, doesn't matter. We can do it all. So, um, yeah, congratulations, Midwest Raider. Thank you everybody who participated. We had 13 participants, uh, which was way better uh, than other past giveaways. So, yeah, we're, hey. we're growing a little bit there. Nice, and, dude. That's uh, thanks fantastic. for getting our name out there. Also, yep. so, dude, that's that's, that's that's perfect because you know what? You just you roll on, you give us a follow, and you win some free merch. I mean, does it get any better than that? And we're pretty excited. Nope. Like I said, Love we're going to – 
we're going to keep expanding the brand. The brand's already growing, and it's it's fun to see behind the eye patch really starting to take off here. And it's uh, we got more to come. We're going to keep it rolling through the offseason. We're going to keep bringing the radio content. We've got, dude, I don't know how many episodes out we are with more guests from other podcasts, other writers. Um, I'm pretty jacked, so we're going to continue to bring the news. Even there, there is, Like I said, there is no offseason. There is no offseason here. We're going to keep it up, and we're going to keep uh, – keep uh oakland i guess well oakland hopefully it'll be oakland again but we'll keep raider nation informed so raider nation we really appreciate you appreciate you checking out the podcast thank you so much for listening in this week again give us a call 208-557-9771 give us a follow on twitter at behind ipatch Hit up our Facebook page as well. I, I often do. I'm kind of the Facebook manager. Tyler yes. is the Twitter manager. And yep. I love doing some polls on the Facebook page. You can look for the group. Uh, it's just behind the eye patch. Behind the eye patch is the Facebook group. And to go give us a like there. Give us a follow. And uh, we are always, we're going to keep doing the giveaways. We're going to keep doing the polls. We're going to keep interacting with the fans throughout the offseason. That's really uh, the best gonna... part, in my opinion, is, is interacting with, with the fans whether they're yep. you know fans of our podcast or haven't found our podcast, that's my favorite part. So yep. enjoy I agree. that. I agree. And it's been fun because we've had have, we've have fans, I mean, literally from the UK, uh, all across the world, all across this big blue marble, you know, that we've been able to interact with. And that's a lot of fun to, to get people's thoughts and, and see their reactions and what they think. You know, not just the people in California or around here in the U.S., but to get, you know, the international Raider, uh, you know, train of thought there. So that's been a lot of fun. So Oakland Raiders, hopefully for one more season, we're still waiting to see how that plays out, but Raider nation, nonetheless, we appreciate you hanging in there with us and we will see you in the next episode. Just win baby.